welcome back to Dropped In. I am beyond stoked to be here with you and to share my incredible guest with you today. My dear friend, Marsha Van Weisberg is back on the pod because she holds a very sacred space in my heart. Um, As you know, we did our NLP practitioner training together, our master practitioner training together. She went on to further her studies in becoming a NLP trainer. And she just holds such a sacred space in my heart. I've never had someone who sees me more deeply, who understands me more like Marsha. Um, She was the catalyst for me in starting this podcast and in really taking the leap in going all in on me, Megan Weir as a brand, and also really, really feeling into my chrysalis mastermind which is a huge success i oversold it (laughs) and the waitlist is open for that for the 2024 volume 2 edition and i am so honored to share marcia with you again she was my very first guest on dropped in and she's coming in hot to share some incredible magic and medicine with you today and i know i will have her back on again because i know you love her just as much as i love her she is such a special soul and is really creating an incredible ripple effect within herself her community the collective and generations to come So Marsha is a storytelling NLP trainer, speaker, publisher, and author. She has two podcasts and she is a six time best selling author of when she stopped asking why. She shares her lessons as a parent who dealt with teen substances abuse that tore her family unit apart. Marsha has been published seven times, most recently with her co-platform, Everybody Holds a Story. And she is on a mission to continue to help women and men to speak, share, and publish their stories. Through her tools, Outspoken NLP Certification, her programs, her coaching, and podcast, Marsha teaches the power of radical responsibility and owning your choices in your own life. She empowers people how to heal and own their stories, be conscious leaders and build platform businesses that create massive impact. Of which I can attest she has done for me And as you dive in and dive deep into our conversation, you will learn some behind the scenes magic that's occurring in this very moment. So pull up a seat at the table and join in on our deep conversation as we drop into all things writing your damn And before we drop in, I would love to share a segment from our sponsor, Satnam Sessions. Satnam Sessions is your wellness studio filled with breath work, meditation, power practices, and full on Kundalini yoga and meditation practices. There are over 110 practices that go from anywhere from three minutes to just over an hour. There's an abundance of tools for you to feel supported 
in your growth, in your healing, in your expansion, and to really become an energetic match to your deepest desires. So if you'd love to learn more about Satnam Sessions, please review the show notes and you can check out the free 14 day trial and to see how it can benefit you in all ways, all ways. And so now let's drop in with Marsha. Welcome back to Drop In, Marsha. I am so excited and grateful to have you back. And it's always such a gift to be in your presence. And I know our community loves you and has, have, I've had many people reach out and share how much of an impact your books have had on them. And um, yeah, so I'm so excited to have you back and for you to get dropped in with me today. So how are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm doing great. Thank you. You know, I love being back in, especially as a guest in podcasts. It's just fun to be on this side of the chair. And of course, I'm excited to be dropped in with you here. So I thought it would be fun to have Marsha on today because for many of you, you know that I've had in the vortex of writing a book for quite a few years now. And there has been so much resistance towards writing my damn book and side note i'm going to take a step away from that because i have over you know been in a whole bunch of different things that i was navigating where i just didn't have the capacity to write my book but that being said here we are i have the capacity i have the space and I have made the commitment to write my damn book. And I have made the commitment in investing in write your damn book mastermind. And I'm, it's so funny having the awareness of what I have right now is because I'm still resisting it. Even though I've invested in it, I am still resisting it. So let's open up the channel. Let's open up the conversation about what the elephant in the room is, if you will, resistance, especially when it comes to writing your damn book, sharing your message. And I know many people that you attract in your life in human design have the two profiles, such as myself. So we are the hiders, the hermits, of the world. So let's open up the channel. Let's open up the conversation. Okay. I love, love, love this conversation. And I'm grateful that you have invited me back on your show to be able to share this. So first let's dive into the twos, the twos in human design. Cause I'm just going to start there. They are the hermits, but they're also like, they're also the experts that don't see their gifts. They, so yes, they don't like to be out there in the forefront, but they don't always see what their strengths and gifts are because it comes so naturally to them. That's the challenge. So for hiders, it's like, well, I don't like, I don't really know if I want to show up and be seen. And everybody knows this stuff anyways. No, they don't. No, they don't. People don't know that stuff. Like this is the piece of learning in human design. So that's the one thing. The resistance, you and I have very similar thoughts on resistance. And I think resistance is always a signpost. Like it's a compass of where to go to and what to do. I think there's resistance for a number of reasons. I think we make it so big. We make the process of writing my book is just so big and scary. And, you know, like, how can I possibly work through the overwhelm of it? How can I like write that many words? How can we look at the big picture? without looking at the little steps in between. So I think that's the other piece that happens with overwhelm. I think the other thing resistance wise uh, that leads into this is, is that we have this fear of what are people going to think of me? What are they going to say about me? What, what is it like to put my story out there into the world? And the last piece I think that is so big with resistance is this perception that like, is my story actually big enough to, to do this? Is my story important enough? Who's going to care 
about my story and, you know, why do I want to do that? And I think that when we look at that as a focal point, a lot of times we're focused on the people in our life right now, which hence the fear of judgment, but we're focusing on the people in our life right now and not looking at the bigger picture that our story can actually reach people like across the world that we've never met yet. And so I think those are some of the, the main common places of resistance that I hear from people when it comes to writing their book and speaking of resistance, cause I'm very real, you know, that I have resisted being in this role on this side. I have published seven times. I have helped probably 40 authors with putting their stories together, publishing, putting it together, whether it's solo book or what that looks like. And I have resisted officially being on this side and saying, this is what I'm going to do until I believe the universe sent me a total stranger on TikTok who said, hey, you're the kind of person I've been looking for. Can you help me with writing my book? And I'm thinking, I didn't say I did that. I didn't advertise it. I didn't promote anything. I just spoke about what it's like to be on this side when you have to share, when you not have to, when you learn how to share a vulnerable story. And in the process of working with him since then, multiple people have reached out. So I've been in this space of going, okay, I have resisted this side of it. And now I'm just in such a trust that this is what I feel like I've been guided to do. And so I think resistance is normal. Let's not judge ourselves for having it. And writing a book is a big deal. It's not impossible. It doesn't have to be as big of a mountain as what we make it. And I think that that resistance is a signpost for us of what we're here to do. Hmm. Yes, so much. Yes, all of what you shared. And, you know, I just want to take a step back for a moment and how like you, you practice what you preach, you embody what you teach. And although you weren't sharing about writing your damn book, this person reached out to you on TikTok. And this is the power of the work that you do. This is the power of how you show up and do the, you know, you are constantly sharing the power of sharing your story. And as a result, this individual found you and now you're supporting him in bringing his book to fruition, which is so exciting. And so what came up for me while you're sharing this, and we're going to get real raw and real here and super transparent, and I'm going to be vulnerable. But one thing when when I tap into this resistance, because I can see the resistance, I'm feeling the resistance and I'm like, what the heck, Meg, what are you doing here? And what keeps coming up for me is nobody wants to hear what I have to say. And this is a belief that I still have. And it's actually quite strong. And it's like, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Why? Why would and that's what stopped me from starting this podcast. It's like, no, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Why would anybody listen to my podcast? Why would anybody drop in with me? Why would anybody write uh, read my book, right? And so this is one piece of what the resistance is that's showing up for me. So let's drop in there and have a conversation. I love that you went here and I love it even more so because we've really supported each other through a lot of lot of spaces over the last couple of years. So my question for you out of pure love would be, when did you decide that? When did you decide that nobody cares about your story, that nobody is looking for the solutions you're holding on to? Like, when did you decide that? Because I think when I look at it from the outside in, Evidence-wise, you have a ton of evidence that you have built a very incredible, like robust business that supports so many people in healing and healing their traumas, their stories, their challenges, setting them up for success, creating massive transformations. And I believe this to my core. This is my belief. You couldn't do that if you didn't know how to embody that first. You can't create that transformation with someone else if you haven't done the work on you first to guide your clients. You can't take your clients anywhere that you haven't gone. And I believe that because people will say to me, well, what do I, what can I start my business on? What can I coach on? I'm like, well, what have you walked through? And most people will say, oh, I don't want to talk about that. I'm like, why? That's like what your strength is. That's what your gifts are. So I think that 
my question would be, when did you decide that? And second would be, where is all the evidence, the contrary evidence, the proof that that isn't true? Like, that's actually not true. That's your old self talking, wanting to protect you and keep you safe and keep you small. And I've seen you try to keep yourself small and you're miserable there. <laughs> I say miserable, but it's suffocating for you. And that's not what your soul came to here, came to earth to do. No, it certainly isn't. Side note again, friends. So this is the power of working with Marsha in writing your book because she is not only a master practitioner in all the things that I am trained in, she's actually a freaking trainer. So I have invested in, I won't name the names, but I've invested in two other writing programs, which were great but they didn't have the support, the one-on-one -on -one support, the intimate support, the knowledge and education and insight as to how to support you in busting through these blocks and barriers on a deep subconscious level. So these questions that Marsha has been asking me are ones that she will be taking you even deeper in, in this mastermind, which hands down, I knew is what, even though I'm trained in all this, we still, yes, we can coach, coach ourselves through it, but we need someone to see those blind spots. And so those questions that Marsha just asked, I know I had huge breakthroughs as a result from what she just shared. And I know you as a listener did as well. And I'm not assuming it's just this deep trust that I know that you experienced a breakthrough too, through listening to this. So imagine, Coming into this mastermind with Marsha, myself, and others in writing your damn book and actually having this NLP trainer to support you in busting through these blocks and barriers that will come up. It's inevitable. <laughs> I have invested in the program, in the mastermind, and they are coming up. And, and, and so this is a huge, huge, huge advantage point of coming into this mastermind and coming into the space. That is a side note. And so to keep the vulnerability train going, cause I don't wanna leave anybody on their edge of their seat. When did I decide that? What keeps coming up is like my little younger five-year-old self. It was just like that little girl wasn't being seen. That little girl wasn't being heard. And that little girl was in a space to really not say anything. It was like the space to be quiet, don't say anything. And so that's where that stemmed from. So thank you, Marsha. You're welcome. And I mean, I, I love the vulnerable conversations, you know that. But one of the things I would say now is if that is when you decided that, what better way to honor that five-year-old girl than to be able to allow yourself to be seen, to be heard, to show up for her. Because for the listeners who might not know, and I didn't even understand this until a few years ago, how we're all being guided by that inner child that literally like is running the show. It's we. It sounds so silly to really understand it, but when you really do, you recognize that the more you can support that inner child who has been craving, looking, doing the things that they wanted. And a lot of times it was to be seen, heard, valued, validated, all of these pieces. When you recognize that and that that inner child is part of you, now you don't have to externally go search for it. You can actually reach in and, you know, really ground in. And as you say, drop in, anchor in to how you can best support yourself and that younger version of you. And I just think we're always being guided. Personally, I really believe that we're always being guided. And I believe that we're being guided by our past self, our future self. And the more we can drop into that, the better. Um, and if I could just tie one more thing when it comes to the NLP piece that I think is really important in subconscious reprogramming is that 
it's all connected, right? It's all connected. I don't know if I will make another investment in a mentor who doesn't understand subconscious reprogramming. I, and I mean that out of love. I really do because the one thing that is, and we both have, like we've had very similar mentors through this process. When you are trained in these tools, you can see the blocks that your client has. And I'm not like, I'm not in a space of saying, oh, Meg, this is what's wrong with you. This is what you have to do. It's not that. But when you ask the right questions, you trigger, and now I'm speaking like to your subconscious mind, which is actually where we create the life that we desire from. And so it really is powerful to mix those tools together. And I can see now how they're really starting to come together. So I'm excited to bring the NLP tools and subconscious reprogramming into writing our book, because I, I believe that like we are our biggest block. We are our biggest challenge. We are our biggest form of resistance. Like it's so even when people say, what about the criticism and judgment? You know, what? I've already heard like Meg, for example, you've been harder on yourself than probably anyone else in your life. So it doesn't matter what anyone else is saying. All of that lies within us. So learning how to lead ourselves the best way possible is how we create change in our life. Mm, Mic drop. <laughs> so true. So true. And honestly, it I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I also will not invest in any other mentor that is not well-trained in this work and it yeah i couldn't imagine i know this work has been the catalyst for where i am today in the work that i facilitate and the work that i share and yeah i couldn't imagine not working with a mentor that doesn't have this and again the fact that you are offering this in this mastermind for people to to support individuals in writing their books like is is next level. No one else is doing it, right? And sometimes when we're in these uncharted waters where no one else has gone before you, it's just like, I can imagine, I can only imagine what it feels like. I know for me, I'm like, oh, I'm this like spiritual freak and everybody thinks this, I'm this weirdo. Like that was an old story, right? So I would hide that. And mm -hmm. now it's like, oh, here I am. Like I'm fully expressed out of the spiritual closet. And I trust that not everybody is going to understand it. So let's go into that space of kind of playing in its uncharted water. So maybe someone in your family hasn't written a book. Maybe your friends don't, aren't writing books. Like these are all uncharted waters. So I can share what it feels like from being in uncharted waters. You are definitely playing in uncharted waters. And then let's like spread this message with those people that are like, no one's done this before. Why would I do it? Mm -hmm. All of that is so, so good. Honestly, um, anytime we step into something new, it's going to be uncomfortable. There's just no two ways about it, but something new could be like going for a walk and you haven't walked for a long time. Like it doesn't have to be massive, but anytime there's something new going into a new space, going with a new mentor, it's it new is scary for our subconscious mind, but we also came here for new. We came here to grow. We, we, our soul came here to grow is literally why it came here. And so it's knowing deep down that, you know, you're perfectly designed to help the person that you once were a hundred times over every single one of you in some way, shape or form. You don't have to write a book to do it, but you're perfectly designed to help the person that you once were. And so when it's unchartered, it's unsettling and it's uncomfortable and that's all normal. I just want everyone to know, like it's all normal. And when it's uncomfortable and new, we have to remind ourselves that we're safe we're okay. Like it's, it's, I know it's new. That's why I think it's even more important to surround yourself with people who are literally in the same boat, feeling the same feels. When I wrote, like when I'm creating this, I looked really closely at what did I have when I wrote and what did I wish I would have had and what would I do differently? And I know everything happened the way it needed to for me. I completely understand that. And that's, that is, that's the case, but uncharted waters, when I had the drop down, you know, in 2016, that I think I want to write my own book, our life was still in a tremendous amount of chaos and it didn't make any logical sense. I probably pushed it aside for about four months 
until I went to my husband. I'm like, I think I'm meant to write my own book. And he's like, are you sure you want to do this? Like not in a discouraging way. He was just like, are you sure you want to do this? Because this is big. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And then I started to feel like, okay, I feel like I could really do something with this. And then I took that idea to family and friends because I was so excited. And 99% of them were like, you're crazy. That's ridiculous. What are you thinking? And so be very mindful when you're stepping into uncharted waters that who are you sharing those ideas with? Because people, it, it, it's not that they won't cheer you on because they're not good people. That's not it at all. It's that your growth is going to make people uncomfortable. I am sure most of the discomfort that I felt came from people thinking, how am I going to look in this? And what's it going to, what am I going to come out looking like? Like it was completely from their own lens. I can see that now. So if I would have listened to everyone, my book wouldn't have been written. The other ones wouldn't have followed. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. And that's my evidence. So even when I, when I get, it gets scary, I look for that evidence. So uncharted waters, scary. Yes. Normal, safe. You're all safe. How can you surround yourself with people who are doing and have that same interest of growing in that same way? And how can you really streamline who you spend that time with? I think the difference when it comes to this is that, and what I'm adding and what I'm doing is when you break it down, I want to take a look at like, what are the blocks that you have for writing? How can we like get to the root of some of those stories? How can we change that story? How can we look at those limiting beliefs? How can we create a picture, a like an, as we call it in our world, creating achievable outcomes? How can we create a picture? And what do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel of all of your senses of this book sitting in the hands of the people that you can support? And so you create this vision that's going to pull you forward on the really hard times. And I think all of that is more important than writing. Most people, when they want to write a book are like, oh, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write. We all heard it an hour every day. And if you sit down and you don't have a clear picture of who you're writing for, what that is, how you want to support them, the intention with what you're writing, and you're listening to all the naysayers, it's no wonder you're not writing the book because the writing actually comes after you set yourself up for success. And so that's where the difference is. And, and I think how you surround yourself with the people who are in that space is going to change how you write. And I know there's a million different writing programs. I, I know all of that. Um, what I can say is, is that I do attract a lot of people who share vulnerable stories. So if you're in a space, uh, you feel that you're that hider, you're in that vulnerable space. I really want to do something. I want to feel confident to share my story, put it out there and do something really good with it. Then I, I'm confident to say, this is the right company that can support you in that process. hundred mm-hmm. percent. And when you were sharing that, like the achievable outcome, I was like, oh, you're giving us like this energetic blueprint in my language to follow. Right. Which I was like, oh, ding 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 i get it right because it's it can feel so i have add so for someone that has add to sit down and think okay i'm going to write an hour a day and it's just like uh i mean i know i have the tools to get myself into my body and that's you know i know that is a huge component but it's so important to have like this big picture vision this energetic blueprint to support you and again marcia can help you with that which i'm just so excited for so um, a few things came up in what you were sharing in terms of having that community aspect and having those people with you is that, you know, I share very openly and transparently of like, you're going to lose people along the way. I have lost an abundance of people, especially as of late, and it can feel so isolating and it can feel so confusing and it can feel so hurtful and let's just keep all the feelings coming through because there's an abundance of them that we experience as we continue to grow and expand and your growth will activate others it will trigger others and it will make them look at their own shit or make them feel like they're not doing enough or whatever and none of it has anything to do with you and this is the power of having a community to support you on your path I couldn't imagine, like I've tried, I I have the outline of my book, I have the chapters laid out, um, 
but have I consistently been writing? No. And I know the accountability piece is huge. I know uh, the investment and the integrity of my word is huge. But I also know being surrounded by like-minded people who are doing a similar thing is a huge contributing factor as to how I know this will be the the uh, the catalyst for me to finally write the damn book, right? Yes, and that's why I named it that way. I mean, that's very much on brand for me. But like, write your damn book is so simple because it. I think that's going to be one of the one things that some people might have a regret for. I cannot tell you how many people say. I'm so like, I know I'm going to write a book. And my first question is how long have you thought about writing it? Mm -hmm. Almost everybody is like, oh, my whole life. I'm like, oh, how far are you? Haven't started yet. Haven't started. But it's, and I think there's this belief or maybe it's not even a belief, but a hope that the roads are going to just part ways and create space for you to write a book. Like, I literally think that we, we hope like it's, well, I'm too busy now. It's going to have to happen and things are just going to open up and carve out and you're going to magically have time to write a book. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. It's just not to burst the bubble, but it's literally not going to happen. When I wrote my book, I was still working full time and building this coaching business on the side. And yeah, I definitely spent a lot of time on my own that year. There's no question. And that was part of the process mm-hmm. was actually part of the process. I needed that time. What I didn't expect or anticipate was how much writing that book was going to help me to heal, to learn how to forgive, to come from a space of love while I was still in a really difficult time and story. I didn't expect any of that. I didn't expect it to open up and bring the most incredible people into my life. The opportunities that came out of it, like so many things changed in my life from doing that. And I will say that book was a catalyst for all the positive changes that happened. Mm-hmm. So even though it was scary, even though it felt isolating, it was all of the things that I could have wished or hoped for and even more so. Mm-hmm. So that level of healing that I was searching for nonstop came in the form of writing and that I didn't anticipate. Yeah. So therapeutic, so therapeutic. Um, in the conversation again around uncharted water. So what came through when you were just sharing is that like, what, what if you have a book inside of you that no one else has written? Like no one else is writing about that. Like I know my, the book I'm writing, I won't say the name of it, um, but no, no one else is talking about what I'm gonna be talking about. I mean, maybe to a certain capacity of what I'll be discussing, but what the premise of the book is about, I haven't seen anybody write about it or really talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so for those that have these books, it's like, well, nobody else is doing this. I, I know for me, it's just like, well, nobody else is doing this. Why would I do it? And that's exact reason why you should do it, right? Or you should write about it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Thank you for sharing that. And I completely agree. Again, I believe that every idea that's dropped down on us, everything that hits us, we're already qualified to do. And I believe that unfortunately, some of the most difficult things we walk through only further qualify us for the work that we're here to do. They, the ideas that you've had for your book, they've come to you because of what you've walked through. Like no one else could write it the way that you're want to write it because no one else has walked through the same shoes that you have walked through. So you're not going to see someone else do it like that. And, and that's great. Like, that's great because honestly, like we don't need more of the same. We need more, like going back to authenticity, to showing up, sharing who we are. We don't need another self-help book with 10 steps of how to build confidence. Sorry, but we don't No. Any change that we want to create in our life, I believe it really comes from action. Like it comes from creating an action, messy action, whatever that looks like. And so you're going to create something that is unique to you, that is going to support the people that you can support, that I can't support, you can. And so it is unique to you. So it is going to feel unchartered. It is good. And that's very, very normal. And if I can just share to one question that keeps coming up because I've got a lot of people with uncharted stories and that's like the, I do, I attract very many 
um, what some people would shy away from those kinds of stories, but I love those kinds of stories. I just think that there's so much power in, I always say, if you don't own your story, it owns you. It's it, it owns you. And if it owns you, it controls you. It literally blocks you from living the life that you're here to live. You don't have to openly publicly share it, but it can block you from saying yes and no to the things that you're here to do. And so there's that. Now, when it comes down to it, like when you learn how to own that and write it and share it, I had, I've had probably two people message me and say, what if at the end, I actually don't publish it as a book? Is that a loss? And my question is like, when did you decide that that's a loss? Because I said, if at the end of this time together, you have put all of your thoughts together on paper, you have been able to map out what this might look like. You heal, change, and grow as a person. And that allows you to show up differently with more confidence in your own life, in doing the things that you're here to do. What if it allows you to connect with people that you're meant to connect with and it actually lets others fall away? Is that a loss? Is that a waste? And both of them have been like, no. And I'm like, so does it matter if it doesn't get published? I don't think, like, I think that's another part of the pressure that we put on ourselves of like, oh my God, I've got to write it and I've got to publish it. I've got, I think we grow into the versions of what we're meant to do. And it takes time to grow into that version. Mm. And so I do think it's okay if, if that doesn't happen right away. I mean, I wrote three collaborative chapters before I wrote my own book. And I had to go through the process of doing those things before I would have ever considered being on this side, helping people with writing. I, I dreamt of it years ago, but I wasn't ready. And so I think we have to grow into that. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, just even the whole thought of writing and publishing, putting it out there is scary and overwhelming, then don't go that far. Like focus on these things here now, because even at the end of this, you could still become a very different version of yourself and a very healed grounded version who has so much more confidence in their own voice and own message. And none of that is for loss. Mm. Oh my goodness. So true. So true. And as you were sharing that, I was just envisioning like in the conversation of resistance, like I always share it's through the resistance where our muscles are built. Right. And so maybe there's resistance to wanting to publish the book and maybe it's just what if it's just for me but in the process as you shared marcia you're building the muscle right you're building that muscle memory to support yourself in the execution of if you desire to do that in the end right i love that you said that thank you for sharing like thank you for sharing that and saying that and and if i can play the vulnerable side for a second just to share when i like i didn't hide that I was writing. I shared openly for probably a year on social media about the process of what we were going through in our family. And I was really like, people who know me know I was practicing my writing is literally what I was doing for that year. And it came together. It was getting ready to be released. We were like a few weeks shy of it being released when I got a phone call out of the blue, right from David Chilton of the wealthy barber who asked me for some time and he wanted to give me his input we changed the cover like a few weeks before it was supposed to go out. He was a hundred percent, right? He was a hundred percent right in changing the cover. And we did that, put it out there and it released, it did incredibly well. And I still had a really hard time sharing it because I still had to grow. So when you spend a long time hiding in your story and you're almost in this space of like, wanting to be seen, but not wanting to be seen. Like, where is it safe? How do I do this? And then the book went out and it did really well and hit bestseller in a number of different categories and is still there in some areas. And I still get residual payments from other countries that on a regular basis, don't ask me why Japan, every single month we get, we every single month. So it's, it's quite funny, but my point is, is that I still had growing to do after it released I had to really go in the uncharted waters of like, I don't know how to handle news and media and radio and pieces because it was just like, like I felt so exposed, so exposed. And I really understood vulnerability hangover. It took time to get to a space of saying, people would say, what did you, oh my gosh, you have a published book. What's it about? And I'm like, it's a story about a mom. Like really, Marsha? Like it took me that long 
to finally say, yes, I'm a parent who dealt with teen substance abuse. This is what I wrote this book to help other families. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes time to keep growing in that version and we're never done growing. So I don't want, if you're listening to put these, I don't want you to put such big expectations on yourself that you have to be in this healed, strong, grounded, perfect version of yourself when you write, because that's not even fair to yourself. It's just not fair. We're always growing and evolving. And I think that's what part of this process is. So I just wanted to share that part. hundred percent. Yeah. We're forever healing and growing and expanding and yeah, seeing different parts of ourselves that are, are getting activated on the daily. Right. So, um, one other thing that's in the elephant of the room if for where my resistance was coming up was I don't have time. My business has never been more successful, more full. Uh, you know, I pre party, we were talking about getting really the automations dialed and getting systems dialed and getting all the things dialed. So we're not in the space of like, holy man, I have so much to do, right? And I have an assistant, I have people helping me and I'm still like, holy, I have so much to do. And it's just like, I remember I used to get upset with people if they didn't text me back like within a day or email me. And I'm like, okay, I get it. (laughs) I get it. So I have all the reasons in the world as to why I don't have time to write my damn book, right? And when I have that mantra playing in my head, it's like, I don't have time. It's like, let's check in. Is this true? Because it's not. If we are to be completely honest with ourselves, we have more than enough time in our day to get the things done that we prioritize, right? And so making this a priority, which it has been for quite some time, but I just didn't put it in the place of being intentional about writing. Like this is like, no, I have, I have time to write my book right? Mm-hmm. It's it's choosing to make the time for it. And it's choosing to eliminate the things that might be leaking my time, leaking my energy, leaking my space, and really staying committed to, as you shared, as I share, like following your soul's guidance, like, this is coming to you for a reason, you felt the tap on the shoulder to write the book for a reason, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, I wouldn't bring Marsha on here again, if I didn't trust her, if I didn't believe in her, if I didn't know that having a NLP trainer in the room to support you in busting through the blocks and barriers of self, like there's no better time than now to say yes to you and to writing your damn book. And again, I have, I have a great reason as to why I don't have time, but that is also a bullshit excuse. And I'm not I'm not listening to these bullshit excuses anymore. So if you have the fear that no one's going to listen to you or no one is going to read your book or you have a belief that you don't have time, use the tools that Marsha shared here in this conversation and know that she has an abundance of even more tools to support you as you say yes to writing your damn book. All, everything that you just said, I'm just receiving and thank you, honestly, because I would love nothing more than to see people stand in that space and share a story that has held them back for a really long time. Like there's just, I get so excited when things like that happen. And I see people stand in that space because you can see a shift in them. There's this personal power and belief that shifts. And it's just, it's so powerful because I know Again, there's someone else, like I always say, someone somewhere is praying for the solutions you're holding on to. You get to decide if you want to hold on to them or if you want to pay them forward. And if there's a tiny inkling that I feel like I'm meant to do something with it, then listen to that inner voice because your inner voice is trying to talk to you the best way that it can. And I mean, what do you have to lose? Like, what do you have to lose at the end of the day? You'll be a different person through the process. The community is there. Um, I am setting it up so that it is in the mastermind, in the program that's there, there will be guidance. Whereas if you're, when you're done and you say, okay, I want to figure this out on Amazon and KDP all on my own, 
that the tools are going to be there to support you to do it. If you are somebody who says, wait, I actually want like full publishing support and I want like the editor typesetter, then we will also have that. So you're going to be supported no matter who you are through the process, because I think that like that to me is a win seeing more and more people sharing their stories and coming to this space. I just think it's really powerful. And I think we're on this cusp of time where we're all being asked to dive in more and allow more of ourselves like to be authentically seen. And I can't think of too many other ways to do that than writing and speaking. hundred percent, hundred percent. So for those that are interested, let's hear the deets. When does it start? What are the details? How can we get started? Well, this is awesome. So thank you. Um, the program officially kicks off in September. We have a couple people in right now where we're doing some bonus calls in August. If you'd like to be part of the bonus calls, you can absolutely join us. There's two options. You can be part of the mastermind or you can do a VIP option where you get like three one-on-one calls throughout the support, throughout the program. And with those one-on-ones in the VIP, we're also really diving into the subconscious reprogramming tools that are going to support you best. Like you're going to, we're going to look at what are your specific blocks? How can we create a subconscious reprogramming tool to support you best while you're writing, while you're working through the process? So you can join us for straight mastermind, or you can join us for the VIP option. Um, I do have, like, I don't really intend on taking more than five at a time for the VIP, just because of the time and energy that's involved. Um, and that's really what we're doing. So we're starting some of the bonus calls in August and the program kicks off in September and the, I'll make sure that Meg has all the links in the show notes or shoot me a message on any social media, Instagram, and I will answer for you because I, I authentically want what's best for you. So I am never going to like, well, I'm not going to bring anybody in that it's not a good fit for, because that's not what we're about here. So if you have any questions, please reach out and ask. Um, but if you're sitting in a space of uncomfortable growth, then I invite you to just explore that a little bit more because your biggest wins can be just like literally one or two steps away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. So true. In the conversation of what I always ask at the end of the pod is in, in the conversation of writing your damn book and sharing your story. What can you share with somebody that is like on the edge of their seat and are like, yes, I'm going to write my book. And then they just decide to quit or throw in the towel. What can you share to those individuals? I love this question. My question will be is um, what is stopping you? If it's fear, like get really clear on what it is and ask your, if you don't know, then I literally say, I know you don't know, but ask your subconscious mind, what is it that's blocking you? Like ask yourself, and I have those conversations with myself regularly. The fear never goes away. You get better, right? You get better. Don't lose the opportunity for that growth because you really just might surprise yourself. Like you really might surprise yourself. And I understand fear. I mean, I, I, I understand it fairly well, but the one thing that I always look at is I ask myself the question, if it is the end of my life, am I going to regret the fact that I never pursued X, Y, Z, writing my book, starting the podcast? Am I going to regret it? If the answer is, oh, hell yes. Then literally I'm like, okay, I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm, but I say yes, because I trust that I don't want to go through life with regrets. I really don't. I know we all have them, but when we have those regrets for fear, then we're just literally blocking ourselves. And I'm going to say this with so much love, but one step further, what if your story is the thing that's going to make such a massive difference in someone else's life that it changes their trajectory? Are you okay with not stepping into that? And you might think, okay, well, really, is that going to happen? Yeah, absolutely. It is because I wrote with the intention of knowing that my story could help people who had never walked in my shoes. I kept, I had that written down. I had it everywhere. Even if you were not a parent who dealt with teen substance abuse, I knew that I could share something of how do you navigate life when the plan doesn't go according to plan, which is always. 
And so when I, when I look at my one quick win story, it's not even mine is my podcast led to downloads in Africa, which led to me connecting with them, Becca, this beautiful soul from Africa who um, was very clear in saying she is a survivor of human trafficking. She is not a, a victim. As soon as she said that, I'm like, yeah, we're friends. I, I get you and I get what you're thinking. And when it came time to write our book, our collaborative book in 2020 called Owning Your Choices, I reached out, asked her if she'd be part of it. She was like, I don't have any money for that. I'm like, let's put a GoFundMe together. Immediately had within 48 hours, had the whole funds done. We're able to coach her through writing, shipped a whole box of books off to Africa. She is like petitioning to speak at the UN about trafficking. Mm. Like, and that's not about me. It's the fact that where can your story go? Like what happens if you can create something, right? The shivers, if you can create something that you can't even see yet. But my intention was always that it would help somebody who had never walked in my shoes. Mm. So it will go further than you can imagine, further than you could ever, ever imagine. And so, yes, I get the fear, talk to it, really start to see it for what it is. And ask yourself, will I regret this in the big picture? And if the answer is yes, then honestly, take a step forward because the growth that you're going to experience, you're going to just, it, you're just going to blow yourself away. You really are. Oh, oh my God. I'm just like in tears here. <laughs> my favorite so story. Sorry. I just want to. So profound. And I just had like a huge breakthrough. I'm just like, it's all about the ripple effect, right? I mean, inside Chrysalis, it's like creating the ripple effect. And I just like, oh my God, this book that I'm writing definitely is going to impact these individuals who I'm like, why is nobody talking about this? Why is nobody helping these people? Uh, so that is huge of what you were able to support her with and the ripple effect that she's creating. And oh my goodness, like how powerful. And I also, as you were sharing, like when you're on your deathbed and you don't want to have these regrets, like I'm, I always think of like July kind of like my death <laughs> and August being a rebirth because my dad died in July, July 30th. And it's always like this energy that my body remembers and it's all good. And, but I always like, I remember when he passed away, I was like, I made a vow, like I am gonna like live life like I'm dying, that song. And his death was a huge catalyst for me to fully like go all in on me. And I look at August as this like, okay, this is like the starting point, the rebirth. And I love that it's starting in August, but I also love, you know, I love that we have these messages, messages to share. And I know for a matter of fact, like, I don't want to have any regrets on my deathbed. And, you know, when I launched Chrysalis, the mastermind, there was something significant going on in my family where a loved one met death twice. She was in ICU, a very close family member was met with death twice. And I remember it was just like, oh my God, like, and I was going to not launch Chrysalis. And I was like, no, like you have to, like, you don't know when your last day is. And imagine like imagine dying and not fulfilling all of your soul's desires, not fulfilling your soul contract. So I know this is deep, but you brought the conversation here. So thank you for sharing that. Like no regrets, no regrets. It's powerful. And it's a simple question. I ask myself that every single time something comes up and I just, I, I'm like you, I, I mean, I've lost family members. I've lost friends at young ages and I've had family say to me, like, live with no regrets. I know things are scary. Doing nothing is scary. Doing something is scary. It's all hard. We get to choose which hard we want. And I encourage you to step into something a little bit new and a little bit into the discomfort and the fear, because that's when things change. That's literally when things change. hundred mm -hmm. percent. I love you so much, Marsha. Thank you so much for dropping in with us today and sharing your magic and medicine. And I just am so excited for this journey with you and all the beautiful souls that are joining and the ripple effect that we are all creating through sharing our message. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me.